The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. And first and foremost, I just want to acknowledge you as a listener for being an, a person that is willing to go from good to amazing. Because in order to go from good to amazing or to hold your life patterning and structure of possibilities of having an amazing life, as we all clearly know, myself included, requires us to sometimes let go of things, uh, to incorporate new ideas or new habits or ways of being, and ways that we can shift and change our consciousness. Because we know clearly when we keep doing what we've always been doing, we'll keep getting what we've always got. Our guest today is Mata Dayan. She is leader in her field. She is a mystic. She is someone that helps people uh, heal and discover things within themselves that are lying dormant that often they don't even know. Mata, welcome to our show today, and it's my pleasure to have you on, and we've been looking forward to hearing what you have to say from your life experiences and from your teaching um, about healing, healing in consciousness so that you can have a miraculous life. Thanks for having me, Temple. I'm very happy to be on your show and share whatever we can share today. Well, there are so many people in our culture and so many people that follow unity and other uh, leading authors, etc. They want to uh, do a type of healing work. Uh, and I always find it's very helpful to share like where we got in touch with that. And can you tell a little bit about, I mean, did you know like in, you know, middle school, oh, one day I'm going to write a book and I'm going to focus on, you know, being a part of changing people's lives and I'm going to create my own method. How did you, how did your life walk bring you doing the work that you're doing today? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. Actually, when I was in school, I somewhere felt I knew I, w- I would be writing a book, but I had no idea what it would be about. And I had no idea that I'll be doing any kind of healing work. My interest was more in creative arts, and um, I started to be a teacher, and then I studied architecture, and um, never occurred to me that I will one day not only help to heal or work with healing, but create a healing method that people can use on their own. So I'm happy to talk about it today, and uh, 
uh, maybe bring some more light into actually what healing is all about. Because from my awareness, uh, I see that people look at healing as something that they want to fix and make better, but in in trying to make something better in terms of thinking that I'll fix it, that's where the difficulty with healing happens, and that's where we get off track from really seeing what is life, what my life here is all about, why I have uh, the challenges that I have, what are there these challenges trying to teach me and how can I grow and learn in the time that I have on this planet, what is it that I have to learn and what is it that I can use this time for so I can actually live my life fully, share my gifts and become a blessing, not just for myself, but for everyone else that that are around me and whose lives I would be touching. Did you, along your you know, life path, did you have some kind of awakening or epiphany or healing of some sort that kind of catapulted you to become a participant of being a change instead of um, avoiding change? Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and thanks for asking that. Uh, it's as, as you know yourself personally with your own experience, it's always something in life that happens that shifts our consciousness, shifts our perception, and shifts the way we live and uh, perceive life. And for me, early on, the the very first lesson that I learned in life was watching my grandfather's death. I, I saw him die when he was five years old. I was five years old. And that was the time where I had the very profound moment where I asked myself a question uh, who am I? What am I doing here? What is my purpose on this planet? And where where would I go after I die? Because somewhere I realized that one day I'm going to die as well, and it's not going to really make a difference whether I was here or not here. So then what was my purpose of being here on this planet? So that was my first big awakening at, at age five. And... I was blessed with a grandmother who was very wise, and she taught me that God is within everyone and everything in existence. So it wasn't like somebody who was sitting and creating life uh, on, on earth or in the universe, but it was the whole universe was in a way part of God, which was also inside me, inside you, inside everyone and every animal and tree. So that was another very important lesson in my life. And afterwards, in, in, in a way, the way life took me, it took me to that path of self-discovery, which was the most important thing for me. It, it, those questions were very important for me to get answers to. And... When I was 24, I came across an Indian mystic who, whose teachings absolutely um, put a great focus on my journey. And then I started meditating and looking inside and looking at all the the, the state of the state of 
my life to to my ups and downs to why I was feeling things the way I was feeling them and coming from a sort of broken family my parents were divorced when I was seven and having grown up with a stepmother I had a pretty turbulent childhood so so all these things were up for um revisiting and looking at at the at the causes and purpose for everything happening so and and going through what I call healing into consciousness process I came to experience firsthand that what the mystics call the ego personality and realized that the ego consists of all those things that we put so much attention to and and those things that keep us in pain and suffering. And primarily, it's our fears, it's our insecurities, it's, it's um, our struggles with thinking that I'm separate and I need to struggle and fight, um, realizing that this is actually what prevents me from knowing the truth after experiencing that I'm not separate, after experiencing that the whole universe is my home, I came back to a place of recognition that if I'm here, then my energy has a certain purpose other than me finding my own inner truth, which is not separate from anyone else's inner truth. We're all the same. So the only thing that separates us is, is our ego personalities. So once re- realizing that, once experiencing that firsthand, um, the, the, the world of healing sort of opened up some years later when I came across an ability I had as a child, which was to be able to read thought forms in people's energy and see what's going on in the person's body instead of listening to what they're saying outwardly, is actually what's going on in the energy in the body. So to maybe to explain a little bit how my healing method came, came to become such a powerful method that so many people are now benefiting from is to explain that normally if we look at ourselves as an energy phenomena, which we are, and look at all our life experiences from, from our childhood and even previous lifetimes, and understand that every life experience that we have creates a certain belief in our energy based on whatever experience we have. For example, if we have a traumatic experience, we make a certain conclusion about that experience, that conclusion turns into a thought form, a belief, and it stays in our energy in our body. And then we accumulate so many thoughts over our lifetime and we repress so many thoughts and emotions of our lifetime. Many times we feel like we want to say something, but the fear holds us back. So because of the fear, we repress a lot of our thoughts and emotions. And those things are very real. Whatever we experience, it's very real. So it stays in the energy, in the body. And 
if we continue repressing our anger, we continue repressing our insecurity, we continue repressing um, our inner truth, then sooner or later, what we're doing, we're blocking our energy, we're blocking our body, the, the passages, the pathways in the body, we're blocking um, the, the free flow of energy throughout the body with those thought forms and emotions that were oppressed. And those then end up giving us pain, causing certain ailments, illnesses, etc. So what I discovered is if I get people to verbalize out loud to whatever those thought forms are, then the energy suddenly opens and the flow happens and as a result of releasing many layers through breath and out loud expression, suddenly consciousness comes in and that's the consciousness that knows that I'm not I'm not the pain, I'm not the anger, I'm not my insecurity. I am consciousness and I'm actually fully powerful and I can do whatever I want and I can change my life the way I want. So it's all the belief that prevent us from seeing that we are indeed powerful, that we have everything already within ourselves, and seeing that I don't need to compare myself to anyone, that I already have. What, what uh, I have is uniquely given to me or is, is there because of my own personal experiences and lifetimes of whatever I've lived and learned and accumulated. So then life turns around without really much effort. The only effort that's needed is to transform what is unconscious in the energy into consciousness. Now, do you, do you find that, um, I mean, in referencing to the energy field and various things, would it also be that people have brought some of these imprints in from other lifetimes, or are you specifically focusing on this particular time? Absolutely, other lifetimes as well, because there's patterns that people brought from other lifetimes, and those patterns do not disappear even though one body dies and we come to another body. Those patterns continue because those patterns are, are nothing but what is left done. So we need to come back and complete because it's difficult to complete everything in a lifetime and we make so many mistakes and we can't really address that depth of the unconscious all in one lifetime. So yes, the patterns come from one lifetime to another lifetime. And I can give you an example to make it easier to understand. For example, um, um, one case, there's so many cases, but let's take one, this particular case of a child who was diagnosed with asthma at age 15 months old. So he continued suffering with asthma until he was uh, nine years old, and then his parents brought him to see me. And when I looked into his energy, I could see that he died in his previous lifetime being afraid to ask for what he needed. He, he died in his last at last lifetime because of what? I didn't hear that. What did you say? He was ill, and he uh-huh. was afraid to ask for help. He was afraid to okay. ask for what he needed. And 
when I asked him, he said, do you believe in past lives? He immediately nodded. So kids are really perceptive. They know they haven't been conditioned yet to believe otherwise. So, and then when I worked with him and I worked with that thought form, that belief, and the cause of why he was so concerned and afraid to ask for what he needed, and once that was released from his body, then his consciousness suddenly came in and, and, and recognized that actually my parents are happy to give what I need. I can ask for what I need. I don't have to be shy. I don't have to be concerned that I'm imposing myself on them. And the moment he, he became aware of that and started living that way, the asthma disappeared. I saw him six years later, and um, there has not been any asthma since. So, wow. well, powerful those thoughts are. I have another case with asthma with a 50-year-old man who came to see me, and he had asthma since he was a child. And when I was working with his body and the repressed thoughts in the energy in the heart chakra, in the chest, was a thought, I don't want to heal. And when I told him about it, he, he actually... Um, questioned that and said, well, I don't think that's right because I don't want to heal. That's why I've done whatever I was able to do and that's why I've come to see you. And I said, you know, just just work with me. Just say this out loud. The moment he said it out loud, he instantly remembered that when he was a child, he used to think that way because he wanted to stay home because he was getting attention from his mom. And whenever he didn't want to go to school, he would just create the situation where he would start coughing and he would have the, the asthmatic attacks. And once that platform was released and once he became conscious that, my goodness, I created this because I had a certain investment to do this, but then I didn't realize I was going to harm myself, with that recognition and that consciousness coming in, the old thought was completely erased from the body, from the memory, and asthma disappeared instantly. Oh, that is so, that's so amazing. I, I love these stories, and I know that our listeners are also just like, wow, this is so incredible. I'm talking today with Mata Dalian, and you can go to her website, M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N, Mata Dalian, and read about her, order her book, and find out all the things she's doing now in the world, moving people from good to amazing. I'm Temple Hayes, and we're going to have a short break. Thank all of you for your commitment to Unity Online Radio and your continuous donations, your support, and your presence. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.
wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin, on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for being part of this uh, wonderful show. And just want to reiterate how much I enjoy hearing from you. Um, also, to visit us at unitycampus.org, or you can email me at temple at templehays.org. Always interested in various shows you would like to re- um, remind us of having or to refer us to um, anything that falls in alignment with practical information or tools in which people can move from good to amazing. So many times people ask, how can we help uh, Unity Online Radio uh, from the obvious of donations, but also to share with your uh friends and family and your connections, the shows, and also that they can go on to our program archives and listen to all of our former shows. Today, I'm talking with um, Mata Dalian, who has created the Dalian Method. She teaches people all over the world how to access um, information within them that they can become a full um congruent person with what they're saying, uh, the alignment of the energy in their body, so the physical body will respond accordingly. And before we went on break, we were talking about a couple of examples of people that had had asthma all of their lives, and, and now they're healed. Um, Amada, you know, today and in today's times, we... All of us know at any given time three or four people that are part of the C-Club. 
And the C club obviously is the word cancer. Uh, we know many people that have cancer that are around us. I certainly have my own feelings around why I feel that is so prevalent in our society today. But I'm more interested in knowing in your perspective and with your experience, um, when you have dealt with a person through your own method of cancer, what have you discovered? Give us an example or two and any insight that you might feel about this epidemic that we have now. Okay. Yeah, cancer, as you said, is very prevalent. And there are many causes of for cancer, and each person, in a way, has to deal with those causes individually, even though we try to find cure for a you know, what we call cancer, but the causes are what we need to look at because each situation is individual and different. Generally speaking, what what I became aware of is that cancer loves anger. So cancer cells thrive on anger. And when I say anger, it's the repressed anger in the body. So when we, we live our life without really following our inner truth and compromising what we feel, then we accumulate a lot of frustration, a lot of anger. And the anger is not necessarily directed to other people, but it's the anger toward oneself that I'm not living fully, I'm not living authentically, and I'm repressing my own truth. So there's something that happens internally that starts um, churning inside the energy and it needs to go somewhere if we're oppressing anger. It's a very powerful emotion and it's not actually anger to me, even though we view it as a negative emotion. To me, it's a very powerful emotion that shows me that something inside the person is either ready to collapse or is ready to have a breakthrough. And when it starts collapsing, it shows that the person is repressing it and not really looking to see what is the cause of this, why do I feel this way. And when, when a person starts looking at uh, at the answer and, and starts asking the question, why am I feeling this way, then it starts, but the energy starts changing. And many people who have really sincerely started uh, soul-searching with that illness have managed to actually um, cure it or come to a place of recession. And I can, I can probably give a couple of examples here, too. One that comes to mind, I worked with a woman. Um, she was in her mid-60s. And her, her daughter brought me to see uh, her, her to see me. And when I started working with her, she was a very um, sincerely sort of religious person, and she really very very kind in a way, yeah, very kind person. But always compromised herself, always compromised herself, and and trying to do good and and give to her family, etc., but compromise what she wanted. And as 
I started working with her energies and a lot of that anger started coming up, she suddenly realized that she she actually does not need to compromise her truth. She can say what she feels without being afraid that she's going to be rejected or criticized or not accepted because all those conditionings that force us to repress are the conditionings of uh, all the fears of rejection and fears of what's appropriate, what's not, not appropriate. And as she started verbalizing and releasing those emotions, and as she became aware that she has the power and to live her life the way she wants, she started actually behaving in a way that she wouldn't compromise anymore. The body started to, she had a big growth, a big lump. It started to diminish. And interestingly enough, she started speaking out in her family. She started actually expressing freely what her choices were, what she wanted. And um, even though the impeachment started happening, suddenly her daughter started freaking out because suddenly her mother completely changed. <laughs> she became very empowered. And wow the same woman anymore. So that was a really interesting situation to see how collectively we, uh, we're, we're so trained not to rock the boat, and whenever somebody steps into their power, we get all freaked out and get scared. She, what's going to happen to the way I've known this person and, and what's going to happen to my life now? She's not listening to to me anymore, and she's doing her own thing, or he's doing his own thing. So that's one experience that I had, um, which was quite quite interesting. Um, another situation I had was with a man who was um, again in his late sixties, and he had tumors in his body. And I worked with with the tumors in his body, and they started dissolving. And then suddenly there was a tumor in his brain. And at some point I recognized that this tumor is, is past its uh, possibility for healing itself and it was already affecting the whole body. And he was called to have a surgery right away. It was like an immediate surgery that needed to happen. And uh, the only thing I could do in this situation was just to isolate the tumor in his head energetically. And uh, um, the surgery was a very tricky surgery because it, uh, it, it's not an easy surgery when it's a tumor in his head because if they uh, accidentally hit a nerve, then he can basically become a vegetable. So they, he had the surgery. It was very successful. And right after surgery, within you know a couple of hours, he was already on his feet walking. So that just show you that uh, those things are, you know, we call miraculous. They, they are possible to to happen. But at the same time, we need to go a little bit further and look at why, what is what is the the ultimate process of healing? Is it to heal the body, or is it to heal the soul? To me, they go together, and sometimes the body has gone past the, the point of being able to heal itself. Then you have to learn how to let go of the body and be open 
to to learning something that the speech needs to learn. And the speech learning is to let go of our attachments and move on and actually move to another place that uh, you understand that my, my, my presence, my um, consciousness can never die. And I'm just moving on from one body to another body, and I'm happy to do that. And I'm not going to hold on to anything, and I'm not going to let other people uh, be sad or um, miss me or, you know, um, I'm going to help other people to let go of me so that they could be free and I could be free. So in this particular situation, that's what I need, needed to work with him. And it was, um, it came a point where obviously his body couldn't heal himself. He, he passed on, but his relationship with his wife and his daughter had improved to such an extent then that his death wasn't a dramatic sort of um, event, but there was more in acceptance and more in understanding, and they were actually able to let him go and go on with their lives. So this is another situation that illness brings us. It brings us to um, a, an awareness that death temporary brings us to an awareness that I'm also going to die one day, so I better start looking at the way I'm living my life, and I better start looking at my own mortality and start asking the questions, the fundamental questions, who am I, what am I doing here? So um, that's another situation. So illness to me is something that is in a way always carries a blessing in disguise. As long as we don't try to think that unless I fix something, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy. That's where the problem arises. Happiness does not depend on illness or, or health. Happiness is something internal that depends on the state of consciousness that the person has. I love your insights, and I wanted to share with our our audience a comment, um, a testimonial uh, written on your behalf by Deepak Chopra. I enjoyed reading Mata's book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness. It has the ring of authenticity and offers a simple and elegant map of the path of enlightenment. Uh, to just reemphasize, going to matadayan.com, Mata, M-A-D-A, her last name, Dayan, D-A-L-I-A-N. And we're talking about different stories in which the Dayan method that Mata has created has been used uh, with various people and with clients. If you or someone that you know is um, having uh, some type of issue or crisis or wanting to um, just get in touch with uh, a deeper purpose, uh, you can go to Mata's website and contact her directly. Mata, with the various uh, people that contact you, and I, I know they do from all over the country, and we've had you at First Unity of St. Petersburg Unity Campus uh, before, and I know that people raved about uh, not only your teachings, but their one-on-one experiences with you. 
what are some of the common things that are that are out there that you are that you're seeing now as a as a, a healing practitioner? Well, one commonality that I see is a lot of people have depression. As a matter of fact, depression is number one illness. It even supersedes cancer. And this is very telling because it basically, if we look at collectively, tells us that as a society, as a, as a, uh, a collective, we are not really enjoying our life on this planet. We're not really um, happy people. There's a lot of pain and suffering that everybody goes through. And when people come to me with a list and I ask them to get me, to give me a list, to prepare a list of all the ailments and issues that they want me to look at. And I look at the list. Everything on the list is so connected, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And what I see as the main sort of problem with why those lists are there is because people don't know who they are. So because we're living in this um, imaginary world that we've created based on our beliefs and conditionings, and we don't really know our inner truth, the truth of our being, which has nothing to do with those beliefs and conditionings, and which is always healthy, which is always eternally present, the being that never dies, and the being that that knows within which is consciousness that knows that this whole universe is my home, and I don't have to be afraid of the unknown. I don't have to be afraid of anything. This is the cause. Because people don't know these things is why all the problems exist, is why the pain, suffering, depression, illnesses exist. And so if we change the focus, if we look at, uh, at what the problem, our problems as indications, as signs that show us what we need to do in order to look inside, the transformation happens. And this is how I work with people. Once I work with them, and people come to me sometimes, uh, they've been on, on antidepressants for years, 20, 25 years, and just... From working with me for a very short time, they let go of the medication because they understand that I don't need to repress what I feel. I need to feel it. I need to understand what is the message from, from, you know, what is the message that my body is giving me? What is the message that this pain and those emotions that are giving me? And once they understand it, once they become conscious, then those problems just automatically drop without doing any intellectual work, without doing any mental work. So it's easy. And this is what this method does, and this is why I'm so excited once the self-healing version of it comes out in a, uh, in, in, in a book and a, and a CD and a DVD format, that people can actually do it on their own. They can actually have those awareness is the aha moments. What is consciousness? What is becoming conscious? It's those moments of, you know, when we go, aha, now I see it. So once there is a seeing that happens, 
then obviously what you see is no longer in the darkness. It's no longer uh, has, has that scary effect on you. You, you see it, you transcend it, and you become lighter. This is what the method does. It makes people lighter. It makes people more conscious. And not only that, it connects people with their inner power, with their inner strength. That's so in, insightful and enlightening. And I wanted to... Remind everyone of the website is madadalian.com. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back to hear more insight in how we have this step into the miraculous life of the healing consciousness. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for their popular book, the delightful mother-daughter duo Victoria and Adair Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy. Fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and I'm sure you're enjoying as much as I am listening to some of the concepts and teachings of Mata Dalian. And Mata, tell us something um, more about your book and um, some of the steps that support people in developing their consciousness. Uh, so the first book, we Search of the Miraculous Healing in Consciousness, that's a book that is like a spiritual map. 
it gives a step-by-step -step process of how our ego and consciousness develop and uh, in a way shows how we need to heal and why we need to heal the ego and make it stronger. So what I call in the book a wounded ego, a wounded ego is an absolutely necessary um, step to, to understand in order for us to heal it into a positive state so that finally we can say, I see it as a separate from me and I can let it go. Because anything that is not fully ripe, can't, we cannot drop. If the fruit is not ripe, it cannot drop from the tree. So same thing is with our ego. Ego has a purpose. Uh, I'm not against the ego. I'm actually all for the ego in terms of we need to understand its purpose. We need to understand uh, how it is necessary on our journey from from unconsciousness to consciousness, on our journey to enlightenment, and understand that we need to strengthen it. And this is where many people, knowingly or unknowingly, already doing this work of healing the wounded ego, healing their insecurities, trying to find inspiration in people that have transcended, have moved past their fears and insecurities. That's why what you're doing, Temple, is so important that people listen and get inspired so and think that I can do this also. And um, getting that, that inspiration to transform their lives and this is the process, what I call healing into consciousness, and it's a necessary process. So the book shows step by step how we move through those seven stages so that once you understand it, you have like a map in front of you, you have signposts, and you can have a certain understanding and recognition to where I'm at and where I'm headed to and what I need to do in order to come to the final step where I can surrender the ego, I can surrender my fear of the unknown and experience what the mystics call enlightenment. Because ultimately, in the experience of enlightenment is how we recognize the, the oneness with the universe, how we recognize that the universe is made of joy, and we recognize that the journey is the goal, and every moment here, here and now is all we have. And then with that recognition, we can live every moment fully because then we understand that there is no past, it's already gone, and there is no future, it's not yet, it will come when it will come. So all I have is right now, and right now is what I can do the best I can do. And when the tomorrow comes, I'll do my best tomorrow as well. So there's no internal tension. That's what life gives to people, and, and that's the journey that this book will take you through and encourage you to, to come to that point with also providing many practical tools within the book that you can use for practicing healing into consciousness and practicing how to become more aware and watchful and uh, understand yourself. So the person that is lacking in direction or if an individual that's listening today 
says that they're feeling um, somewhat depressed or like they're lacking purpose. Will the various steps support them in more clarity about who they are and where they're going? Exactly. It will give them more an, an understanding, a deeper understanding to why am I in this state, where am I on my journey, and what do I need to do, how I, why do I need to develop myself, and the steps I can take. So to me, when I was doing my own work, in a way, it was difficult because I didn't know what, what I know, what I've heard that enlightenment can give you this free, ultimate freedom, but of course I didn't know what the steps were. I was doing what I can through meditation, which is very important, and through introspection, but in a way, in, I was lost that I didn't really know the steps, but once I went through it through my personal experience, and I started doing healing work with people. I could see that everyone is going through the same steps. Everyone is passing through the same journey. And we're not different in that way either. So that's what helped me to, to create this book, which took about seven years to write, so that it will make people's journey easier. And you can go on, on Mata's website, everyone, to order the book, MataDalian.com, D-A-L-I-A-N. Uh, Mata, when you're talking about meditation, I, I like to elaborate on that for our, our guests that talk specifically about the value of that. And obviously on your website in, in reading about your work, you feel so strongly about it. Is there a particular type of med- meditation that you recommend to people? I personally love the active meditations because they not only uh, allow the body to quickly relax, but also have an element of silent sitting. So they, in, in a way, incorporate activity to allow for the stressors in the body to be released and then prepare the foundation, the ground for silence and um, awareness to deepen in the body awareness of that peaceful place to deepen very quickly. So this is the, the, the new type of meditations that were created by an mystic Osho, and they're the, his active meditations. And um, I also created one active meditation called No Yes Meditation, which is uh, actually to... What you do, you for, for half an hour, you say no with with the music that supports to to trigger and open up those areas that have been repressed. You know, like I said in the beginning, I was talking about how we're repressing. Mm-hmm. We were a lot of a lot of those negative emotions when we want to say no to something, but we say yes. So it allows for the body to. to to detoxify from those negative emotions and then create the space for meditation to happen in a silent city. And then it has a third phase where it allows you to move to a positive state, which is a very authentic yes that comes from within your your inner core and allows you to dance and to, to celebrate and feel 
your presence feels that life is actually is not a um, uh, it is there for us to enjoy and to to celebrate. So this meditation is um, also very very powerful, and uh, um, there is. Uh, I believe there is a, also an offer on my website with uh, with the purchase of the book and and the Snow Yes CD. People can also have a free teleclass with me where they can ask a personal question, so that uh, whatever people experience with reading the book or doing the meditation, I'll be able to answer if they have a personal question. Which is real important because it, it becomes more than just intellectual knowledge, but it also uh, stimulates interaction and more of an experiential way of growing, which ha- is so much more successful than just listening or, or reading. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you are, are doing that. I also know in the work that you've been doing and offering others, especially with your meditation, that people make claims that the energy in their bodies have increased or that uh, various ailments that they've had uh, have changed because they start meditating and being more committed to their inner life. Uh, and it seems to me that's coming back to kind of the premise of your work is so much of it is developing inwardly. So these external areas, especially in our physical dimension, are no longer existing, but we are healthier and happier and more in alignment with celebrating life. Did I kind of put a bow around that in a way that you would that you would say that's kind of the highlight of your work? Well, Temple, I love you for saying that. Yes, absolutely. Because to me, um, intellectual knowledge is a good beginning, but it's not enough. We absolutely need to bring the practical experience because only through experience is how we will become knowers of something. The mind can go so far. It works on a linear fashion. And um, either works in a positive or negative on a straight line. But our consciousness in, is um, always in a vertical dimension. And we can come to, to, um, to that place of vertical dimension, to consciousness, only through experience. And that's why, yes, absolutely, in my work, I in, incorporate the uh, active meditations. I incorporate the self-healing uh, DM and um, all the workshops that I do. They're very energetic. And uh, the experiences, one thing I would like to say that once consciousness comes in, the shift that happens internally, energetically, is permanent, which yes. the mind, intellectual knowledge can never um, do and that's the beauty of of your work is that you actually um, empower people uh, that they learn how to do the work themselves and then they're able to make those permanent shifts i want to thank you mata for the work that you're doing in the world it's always a pleasure connecting with you and i just love people out like you out in the field that really support people in living their best and their most authentic and amazing lives I want to thank everyone for joining us today and uh, just again to state it's mata dalian d-a-l-i-a-n.com 
You can go to her website. You can find out more about her and her various speaking engagements and the work that she does. And please feel free to email us at amazing at unity.fm and let us know various shows or things that you would like to see. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe... And from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. 
they just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.